I'll just leave you a message like this. I called you because you called me. Unless you pocket called me, then you didn't call me. But I called you back and you didn't answer. So, and I couldn't leave a message. So you get this message. Love you, dude. Bye. It's funny, like all the uh, different things that project themselves onto your life and how you view them in a certain light and a certain regard and a certain respect to the people that are supposed to be showing you they love you. I think that these instances where we need to look inwardly at ourselves, we have to perceive it as a vision of what they see. So we we view the world through our lenses, through our eyes, through whatever perspective, whatever experiences, this becomes our paradigm. Your paradigm is is your continuity to the world around you, right? So as you view the world, you look at it in a certain aspect, in a certain way. So you find these in your religious beliefs, your cultural beliefs, being raised as an American, um, as an Englishman, whatever your, your, your cultural background is, on top of whatever your family's cultural background is, on top of if, if they bring religion into that perspective. So you think about all those things, and then you sit there and you think about how humans are supposed to interact with one another. Now, if you don't live in the same area, or you come from a different family dynamic, or you come from a different neighborhood, now you have to regard yourself as the other, right? You are not, you do not view the world the same way that they view you. So what happens is, or what can happen is that you become resentful. People don't text you. They don't call you. Nobody really knows you. Well, I know who my real friends are now. Right? I've been there. 100% been there. I've had people tell me that they were my friends. And then when I needed them the most, they turned their back on me. And that's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. I've had people that I confided in, told them secrets only to find out that they espouse those secrets to other people. Again, heartbreaking. So I think what you have to kind of look at, though, number one is is the way that they see things obviously isn't the way that you see things. So you can be upset at the world, be upset at the, the way things are, or you can try to surround yourself and hold on to those people that actually can speak the same love language as you. Because those people are the ones that are going to bring more value to your life in any respect anyway. You can still have friends. And you can still love other people. But those people that you bring into your inner, inner circle are going to have to be within your paradigm. Now, does this mean that they need to be people that understand your cultural perspective? Possibly. I think the more inclusive we are with ourselves, the more introspective we are with the way we view things, that opens up those doorways for a lot of other people to come to you. I've always taught or told myself to be an accepting person. And in this acceptance, 
I've told myself that I collect misfits. And I always, I, I, I see this, like, I get along with the best people. To me, they're the best people because they open up to me and, and, and earnestly care about me, care about the things that I do, have conversations with me, respect me. And often they're people that a lot of other people don't really necessarily like. They have a heart, you know, it's, and it's weird. It's weird to me how people can carry judgment on other people. And I still believe, at least in my own experience, the things that I've been irritated by with other people are things that I do myself. In fact, I had one that I was talking about the other day. I was, and I I don't carry this stuff, but I think about it. So there's a guy that's a bit of a judgmental person and sometimes it bugs me to think about it but then I'm like I can be a judgmental person so am I more annoyed with that he's a judgmental person or am I annoyed that I'm a judgmental person and that's what's frustrating me about him now this probably doesn't work for everybody but it works for me I'm entirely speaking from my own perspective and my own anger, my own depression, my own frustrations. This is specifically to me. So if it sounds like generalization, I apologize, but it's not. It's specifically the things that I personally deal with and have found what I've had to do to understand other people and to make sense of what I think most people think is a crazy life. You don't deal with everybody all at once, right? So we have very individual needs and requirements from certain people. So you see this in your relationships, especially intimate relationships. The more intimate the relationship, the more complicated it is. And that does seem kind of counterintuitive. You would think that (laughs) as intimacy increases in the relationship, that it should be more simple. But... Again, speaking of personal experience, <laughs> it is not. Uh, the, but it's, I think, uh, to try to accommodate yourself to everybody, to everybody's whims, to everybody's, that's draining, right? So it's more inept or more in tune with your personal well-being to understand your emotions and be able to adjust your emotions accordingly. It's like, yes, I'm mad, but, you know, or yes, I'm depressed, but there's something else, right? So always can be, there always can be something else. When I feel like I'm not getting attention from certain people and then I get attention from other people, Sometimes you're still frustrated that the people that you wanted attention from are not giving it to you. So this this is where one of those instances where you can adjust the way that you think. It's like, yes, it it is disappointing that this person is not giving me the attention I need. But there's this person over here that's always willing to listen to me. It's always li- willing to... Mm, best analogy is listening to my music. 
<laughs> I have a really big thing about music. Um, it's it's probably the best way through to my heart and to my identity as far as materialism goes because I do enjoy music. And when somebody blows off something that I think they might like or is upset with it, it actually is a, a personal attack on me. And these, this can be taken to anything you find of value that you try to share with other people that they in turn shove out of their face, kick to the floor, whatever, right? So these, these kind of things, is that, that love language, right? So if you find people that can speak your love language, those are the people that you should stay in touch with. You know, I feel like the complications... There's no such thing as a complication that wasn't already there and that won't be there anyway. So if you're going to talk with somebody that satisfies a particular need or desire, then you can do this. And obviously, again, not relationship advice. This is personal self-identity stuff. If you have a relationship, like an intimate relationship, uh, spouse, whatever, and you have problems, you should probably communicate things like that to someone. If they don't listen, then, I mean, that's just them not listening. I don't really, that, that comes down to effort and eventually, you know, is it worth it? What, what are the gives and takes, all that kind of stuff. So it's all individual case by case basis, but when it comes to other things like friendships, um, platonic relationships, stuff like that, there are people that can satisfy certain things, interests, perspectives. Those things should be, I think, as far as like your inner circles involved, you should try to hone those in, right? You want to feed that habit of finding people that don't demand from you. And don't require from you. I wanted to leave off on a couple of meditations passages. This one is from book one, which is basically him giving credit to people he's learned from. Uh, passage 10, the literary critic Alexander. Not to be constantly correcting people. And in particular, not to jump on them whenever they make an error of usage or a grammatical mistake, or mispronounce something. But just answer their question, or add another example. Or debate the issue itself, not their phrasing. Or make some other contributions to the discussion, and insert the right expression unobtrusively. The other one is actually out of book two. And I, I think about this one a lot, um, especially when dealing with, with other people. And it's kind of a weird, arrogant statement, but again, you got to know who Marcus Aurelius was. <laughs> I, do, I think the arrogance is more honesty, um, or at least honesty in his perspective. And, uh, but anyway, book two, passage one. When you wake up in the morning, tell yourself, the people I deal with today will be meddling, ungrateful, arrogant, dishonest, jealous, and surly. They are like this because they can't tell good from evil. But I have seen the beauty of good and the ugliness of evil, 
and have recognized that the wrongdoer has a nature related to my own. Not the same blood or birth, but the same mind and the pressing and share of the divine. And so none of them can hurt me. No one can implicate me in ugliness, nor can I feel angry at my relative or hate him. We were born to work together like feet, hands, and eyes, like the two rows of teeth, upper and lower. To obstruct each other is unnatural. To feel anger at someone, to turn your back on him, these are obstructions. I just think um, when you're trying to deal with other people, and I've heard other people mention this, like Joe Rogan said this, he looks at people like babies. After he had a kid, he was like, oh, that's a little human. So every other human he saw, he was like, oh, that's a little human that used to be a little, or at least used to be a little human, right? So, And there's so many things that can deviate us from the divine, if you want to use that word, or from the conscious level. Culturally speaking, our culture is a six-cycle culture, so we don't feed these types of wisdom into ourselves or into our families, children, schools. And then, you know, we're left to deal with these implications without the tools that are necessary to deal with ourselves. But... As always, I appreciate your guys' patience. appreciate your love, your kindness. Appreciate the fact that those of you that have subscribed to the show, awesome. Feel free to like, share, comment. If you're on social media, we're on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Most of the posts, big discussions are on Facebook. Instagram has um, most of our, our the memes and such that I put out there. And then Twitter doesn't have a lot because of the censorship issue. There's certain keywords that they'll always bounce out and it makes it almost impossible to actually have a discussion so it's it's a little frustrating but as always i hope that uh you find some light and love and uh and this is mostly pertaining to philia and you know brotherly love platonic love and agape you know divine love so we as individuals can love each other other people without respect of or reciprocity of receiving love in return now that might not be the best thing for you i'm not saying force yourself to love people who treat you like crap or put yourself in positions of loving people who do not love you back that's not what i'm saying at all love yourself enough to know that difference to have the wisdom to know when you need to step away from a relationship and move on. Like, there's no reason to stay in relationship. In fact, one of the things that I've kind of concluded, and maybe I'll do a podcast on this, is that the humans are, I've come up that humans are either symbiotic or parasitic. And parasites are not bad inherently, they don't, they're not detrimental. Unless you have too many of them. Just keep that in mind. 